here's just a simple fact alone is that the number one killer in the United States is heart disease. It's a fact. Someone you know has died of a heart attack or a stroke or have had another disease related to that, and it's 100% preventable and reversible if you eat whole food, no oil diet. It's fact, you know? Caldwell Esselstyn did a, a study, his second study, the first one was smaller, same results, but he did a study in July of 2014, and 99.4% uh, of his patients, the most severe heart disease patients, on death's door, are halted in reverse heart disease, even showing an angiogram of the artery changing over three years. So that would be the number one thing I would say is like, if 80% of us die from heart disease or cancer, and you can eliminate that risk, why are you eating this way? You know what I mean? It's just like a no-brainer to me. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. All right, welcome back or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. Uh, fired up about this one. Uh, I was down in Miami this past week and did a couple episodes down there. Um, and this one is with Jay Oliveira, a.k.a. the uh, 80-10 athlete uh, on Instagram and other uh, social media platforms. Uh, I've followed Jay for a long time since my early plant-based days, and uh, he's just a beast. Uh, you know, he's 45, looks like he's 30, uh, just totally thriving. He's a Bra Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Uh, he's a world champion. I mean, he's he's just an animal. Um, and on top of that, what I, you know, have just resonated with with him um, is, you know, he's just a dude. Like he's, uh, as he says at the beginning of this episode, you know, we need more dudes uh, living the plant-based lifestyle and embracing veganism. And, uh, yeah, so he, he's one of those guys and just a relatable guy. He'll sit down and have a beer with you and not be in your face about, you know, being vegan or anything like that. So I, I just love that about him. Um, anyway, we talk about, uh, Jay's journey from, uh, sort of an unhealthy stockbroker on wall street and kind of on this, uh, sort of classic path to a, uh, health and wellness expert. Uh, what sparked his transition to a plant-based diet in the first place, uh, how it fuels him to perform at his peak every day, and he's performing as a 45-year-old at a, at a world-class level, uh, why fiber is the only nutrient we should be focused on getting, what he recommends for people who want to start eating more plant-based, why he lives a minimalist lifestyle, how he achieves his goals, and so much more. I can say... So many awesome things about Jay. Uh, he's sort of a Boston native, grew up uh, on the Cape. He's a Massachusetts native, so uh, for those locally, um, really cool guy. And uh, I encourage you to reach out on social media and connect with him um, and, and check out uh, his work. Uh, I will be quiet and let him tell the rest without further ado, the amazing and badass Jay Oliveira. All right, I got Jay Oliveira. Yeah. Oliveira in the house, it. and uh, we're down crammed into a Panther Coffee. <laughs> a little local coffee <laughs> back, shop. Back that corner I... <laughs> down here in, we're in, what are we, like downtown Miami-ish? Yeah, this is essentially called Mimo District. It's, Mimo. Yeah, it's close to downtown, uh, Midtown. I would, Midtown's on the, in the 40s. We're over on 64th here. A little favorite coffee shop of mine near my place, so... I'm just going to talk some story with you guys and share some stuff. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, I was saying this is this is one of my gnarlier setups. I got the laptop on my on my on my lap, literally here. <laughs> no, but, yeah, you, but should, anyway, you uh, should see what we're looking at right now. <laughs> so, so we uh, 
I I first I started following you a while back on Instagram. Kind oh, of yeah? kind of when I first made like you know my transition to plant based. Found you. How long have you and, been plant based um, now? Three and a half, close okay. to four years. Okay. And uh, yeah, found you, and you were you know one of those guys for me, like a dude, you know, in real good shape, and like kind of gave me that little like okay. This is doable for me when I was first starting out. I was out a and, uh, fairly normal guy and like some other. Yeah, <laughs> for you normal out there. dude. And <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. the thing, man. We need more normal 100%, dudes. 100%. Spread this message. <laughs> no doubt. So no I doubt. try to keep things normal. I try to not. I know all about like super serious health, but I just want to be more relatable for people, you know. Like you, you just told me that you're opening, which I want to talk about a lot. <laughs> you're opening up a brew pub, uh, the first vegan, well, plant-based brew pub up near where I am from. So I'm heading up to Cape Cod next week for like a month to get out of Miami heat. And he just told me he's from a town called Hingham, which is only about 45 minutes from me. And what are you opening up? I'm In Quincy. Yeah. Quincy Center. Yeah, yeah. He's opening up. What's it going to be called again? Rewild. Rewild. He's opening up a craft brewery with vegan food so i'm excited to go check that out yeah. when he opens up at the end of august so yeah thanks man thanks yeah. man yeah so that's i guess i like i good, like a nice craft beer from time to time uh, you're, you're you're talking my language uh, yeah so I, I guess it's a good segue into kind of uh getting a little background on you i know you're from from down the cape so if we yeah. can maybe get into like a little bit of like life growing up and yeah. how you were brought up and maybe even like kind of your lifestyle growing okay. up and that sort of thing yeah i grew up in Falmouth, Massachusetts, which is in Cape Cod. Cape Cod's about 13 towns. It's about an hour and 20 minutes from Boston, a little beach area. Great in the summer, population triples. In winter, you kind of want to slit your wrist. It's dark at 4.30 and the weather's miserable, but it's a beautiful little town. I, I feel fortunate to grow up there, but uh, I just can't do winters anymore. So <laughs> I only go up there in the summer now and maybe for Christmas to say hi. But I grew up there. I played three sports my whole life my uh, parents got divorced when I was like in third grade my my so my dad wasn't around too much I had an older brother he played sports too so we ended up playing all the same sports I played football basketball and baseball all through growing up all through high school lettered in all three and then I went on, I wanted to get the hell out of Massachusetts for college I went to a small school in upstate New York and I didn't want the responsibility of playing a college sport, so I played rugby, <laughs> which was you <laughs> the got sport you, you can still drink yeah, beer you, before and after the game. You drank more beer during rugby season <laughs> than you did not in rugby season, but I really liked to compete, so I could still do that. We would travel around upstate New York and play other schools, and I did that for eight semesters, all four years of college, and then uh, moved around a bit after that. Gained a bunch of weight in my late 20s. I was a stockbroker in New York back near 9-11. Stressed out, miserable. I weighed about 40 pounds heavier than I do now. Quit in the summer of 02. Moved to Hawaii because my best friend from college was out there stationed in the Marines. So he's just like, come out. So I went out with a bag of clothes and never left. And then I started getting back into health. I started running out there, lifting a lot. And I lost probably... I don't know, 25 of the 40 pounds heavier than I am now. And then I started jujitsu in March of 09. And then shortly after, in the summer of 2011, I started eating plant-based. And January 1st, 2012 was the last time I like knowingly ate any animal products on purpose. Like there was been, there was a few slip-ups in the six months from the summer of 2011 to January, where I would, you know, I would be at a work function and I would have some fish here and there, but. 100% vegan since January 1st, 2012. Yeah. So. Yeah, cool. So what I mean, what was the what was the spark? What was the information you got? Uh, like like was a lot it, of people. Was it a big thing out in Hawaii or No, not at all. Yeah. Um it was probably what a lot of people saw. I saw the documentary Forks Over Knives. Yeah. And this I was on this documentary kick that summer in 2011. I think I saw Food Inc and a few others. And uh, my dad, who I wasn't close with, so it's not like this big sob story, but um, he died in October of 2010 of a heart attack at 66. And one of my high school friends who was an athlete in, in shape, he had a stroke in his late 30s. So it kind of freaked me out. And I started, everyone in my family, nobody would live past their early 70s. And 
start hearing about people in their 40s, 50s having heart attacks. So when I saw forks over knives, it just woke me up and did more research. I read the China study. Um, I read some other books. And then I took T. Colin Campbell's course at eCornell, uh, six-week plant-based nutrition course. I got a certificate in plant-based nutrition. And then I just kind of started blabbing on my Facebook page about it. <laughs> to the point where they were probably annoyed so then I, <laughs> I, I started my own I started a Facebook page specifically for plant-based living it was called plant-based athlete at the time now it's called thriving plant-based named after our business started a YouTube channel and got on Instagram and I've just kind of been blabbing about it ever since for probably the last five and a half years maybe yeah so <clears throat> what I mean what has it done for you since since that switch. Well, I initially went plant-based for my health, you know, and I always loved animals. I just really wasn't aware of the, the, the crazy cruelty that went on and what damage it did to the environment. So initially it was more of a health thing. I just wanted to prevent heart disease, you know. So I gave it a try and then uh, immediately when I eliminated it all in the January, I was suffering from a lot of tendonitis in both my shoulders from lifting my whole life and train I was at the time I was like still trying to lift here and there and I was training jujitsu like seven to 12 times a week like an animal and uh I started eating plant-based and within two weeks like all my inflammation went away I remember I used to get out of bed in the morning and like my lower back would be so sore and my shoulders would be killing me and then it just kind of went away one day and I just couldn't stop talking about it you know yeah totally yeah man and I I totally totally relate to that was uh you know, played college football, and then post-college kind of kept up with my... Where did you play? Lifting a uh, small Division three school in Worcester. Which one? Worcester Polytech. Okay. Yeah. WPI. And, uh, yeah, yeah. My brother played at Stonehill. Okay, yeah. Football. I, I uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, looked at Stonehill, almost ended up going there, actually. Yeah. That's probably my, my second choice to go to. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it was gonna... Cool. That's cool, but, uh, yeah, man, and I, like, kept my... You know, the, the sport leaves your life, and then all of a sudden it's like exactly. normal life, and you have like, you're a normal person, you have like an hour, you know, maybe two to squeeze in your fitness each day, and I just found myself busting my ass to kind of maintain how I wanted to look and feel, was lifting a ton, that sort of thing. Doesn't it bum you out when, you, when you're a competitive guy and you stop playing a sport? It's like cardio dies, you know? <laughs> Spend your first 20 plus years of my life competing, and then... That's why I was so happy I came across jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you've you experienced the same thing. You just inflammation and stuff. Oh yeah, man. I used to like I tell a story. I used to wake up and it literally it was like fireworks as I like went down the stairs to oh, the man. kitchen. You know, like yeah. ankles, knees, hips. Just I, I struggled to tie my shoes. My my hands were so inflamed yeah. every day. And uh, yeah, I was on that high what I thought was healthy, the lean meats and like yeah. all the shit I was always told. And then it's amazing I, how many people will talk shit about how we eat that have never tried it. Like, exactly. gave it a legitimate go yeah. where you eat strictly whole plant foods, eliminate the processed stuff, and you're going to see a drastic reduction in inflammation. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it's, it really is. If you're, if you're going whole food, like, for yeah. me, it started with green smoothies. Yeah. Like, a green smoothie was the, really the first meal I ever had yeah. really in my life that was animal product free. Yeah. And in raw whole plant foods. And it, yeah. just, it blew my mind and yeah. within a week all these pains went away, everything started to change, yeah. skin changed, like everything was wild. Yeah. But anyway, so so back to you on the so inflammation goes away, yeah. you start noticing that. Just could train like a madman and I'm I'm forty five now. I mean I was like I started jujitsu when I was two months shy of my 36th birthday I think so I just turned 45 like less than a month ago so I'm and I'm a small guy and so I was training with guys 30 to 50 pounds heavier a lot and half my age and I'm like training more than them and they're getting injured all the time they're complaining about all this and that and I'm like over here out training all of them so it was like a real wake-up call for me just to being able to train like that as much yeah. as I did at my age, it, it just sold me, you know? Yeah, and so, you and you go fairly quickly from starting out to, you're a black belt now, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, how can you talk about, like, that progression? And Yeah, I got, 
I got my black belt in seven and a half years, which is fairly quick for jiu-jitsu. It's usually 10 to 15, um, but there's plenty of guys that got it quicker, you know. But uh, fairly quick, yeah. So I, I got my blue belt really fast. And then blue belt and purple belt, I competed as much as I could in Hawaii, but there wasn't much. Blue belt, I really competed a lot. Like I, and I competed as an adult, even though I was 38, and I could have been in Masters 2 at the time. But I competed, I went to Worlds, I went to Nogi Pan Ams. Um, I took second in Nogi Pan Ams as a 38-year-old in the adult division. And then purple, I didn't compete as much. And then when I was a brown belt, I moved here to Miami. Like I was telling you earlier before we did the podcast, like I can compete more now that I live on the mainland. It was really hard to compete a lot when you're in, in Hawaii. Um, so when I moved here, I was a brown belt. And I competed like crazy for my first year down here in 2016, and I just had an amazing year. Um, I won every tournament I competed in. I didn't. Nobody scored a point on me the whole year, and I, I won Pan Ams, and then I won Worlds at Brown Belt, and I got my black belt on the podium from my professor Cyborgs, who's a legend. So it's been a really good journey since I moved um, with my jujitsu life. So. Yeah, and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I've still been competing a lot at Black Belt. It's a different level, but I'm still meddling, and it's going well, and I'm I'm loving the challenge. So yeah. Yeah. we got Worlds, um, Masters Worlds. It will be my second year at Masters Worlds. I have that in late August in Vegas, so that's my next big tournament. I've already done like six or seven tournaments this year already. Yeah. So Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So... At what point did you start uh, thriving plant-based? The website? Yeah. Uh, so what it, the, the business is... Okay, I'm in a business with yeah. my, my my partner, Michelle, and I have a website called thrivingplantbased.com, where it's a little bit of a mixture of both our passions. Um, so we teach people how to do a plant-based diet correctly. We have over 100 private videos on health. We have a forum where you can ask any question where we'll respond and we also make videos. We have our daily food journals where we post everything we both eat. And then we also have well over 100 yoga tutorials. So Michelle's been doing yoga now for 18 years. So I, I, it's a plant-based yoga site is what it is. You know, it's overall health, you know. Um, so we've been, we started that in, we just hit three years, so started that in uh the last week of april in 2015 so it's been going well so gives me a lot of freedom i can work from wherever so like i said earlier i'll be going up to cape cod for the month getting out of here but i love it i can help people get healthy you know yeah and, not and, have, is, yeah. and is it uh is it like a subscription based subscription based we um we only charge 13.99 a month which is a steal, just even just for the yoga alone, because it takes 20 to 25 bucks for a yoga class, you know? And you can do yoga at home, and you can ask Michelle any questions in the forum. She'll make yoga tutorials specifically for people that ask for a specific tutorial. It's great. Um, so with $13.99 a month, or you can buy a whole year for $119.99, which comes out to about 10 bucks a month. And then we just launched a... Uh, four-week meal pan bundle with there's a woman called Caitlin from my bowl have you ever followed her she's got from a, my bowl? yeah 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 Caitlin's got a big YouTube following YouTube yeah, yeah yeah she she makes amazing no oil plant-based recipes so we teamed up with her where you get her ebook you get a four-week meal plan I wrote out and you get two months membership to the website and you can check the website out and ask us questions in the forum and everything like that so it's another option as well so yeah it's going well we're we're really we love hearing our feedback from our members who have transformed their life you know eating this way and yoga it's great that's sweet man yeah i just um i was out at uh the eat drink vegan thing i don't know if you know that but she was she gave like a whole talk and uh did like a cooking demo out there uh from my bowl i forget her first oh nice name, caitlin I, schumacher yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. So she was cool. She's um, a sweetheart. So, dude, um, you're, you know, you're an athlete. Uh -huh. You're 45, did you say? Yeah. Don't look 45. You know, Thanks. First of all. <laughs> and uh, so to, to somebody, specifically probably guys listening, can you, like, talk a little bit about 
sort of like your daily nutrition and what that looks like, especially from like, like you're, you're an athlete, you're, you're yeah. an active dude, you're not even, yeah. you know, so like you, you need to be even well, slightly more dialed in. The, the first thing I'll tell them and though, which just to piss them off yeah. <laughs> is that I don't think about protein ever. I take no supplements other than a B12 a couple times a week. I eat just strictly whole plant foods. My diet centered around fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, meaning beans or lentils, and a little bit of nuts and seeds, predominantly seeds, where like ground flaxseed or chia seed to get my omegas. And uh, that's it. I don't. I eat probably a can of legumes a day so I get a lot of protein from that but my protein probably is only about 80 to 100 grams a day um, and my diet will vary throughout the year but I'm, I eat pretty boring you know in the winter I'll start my day with oatmeal or overnight oats and then I might have sweet potatoes for lunch and then dinner predominantly probably five days a week is a big uh, rice bowl or grain bowl with your millet or brown rice where I'll have like a you know, a bunch of whole grains, a uh, can of legumes, a bunch of greens, guacamole, and a sauce. So I eat real simple. And then in the summer, I definitely eat way more fruit. So I'll probably be eating a lot of watermelon this summer, a lot of water-rich fruits. Uh, I just got some amazing mangoes down here for free from my roommate's mom's tree. So I'm going to be eating a lot of that for breakfast. So my diet will vary throughout the year. But for months on time, it'll be pretty simple and pretty uh, pretty monotonous. But I love it, you know? Yeah. Your palate craves what you eat every day. So, um, yeah, that's it. I just eat real food. I just eat plants. And I, the, the main thing I have to stress for athletes or anyone transitioning this lifestyle is that you need to eat a larger volume of food. Because where I've seen troubles when we coach people is that they try to eat the same size plate as they did prior to eating plant-based. And you're only going to eat probably a third of the calories if you do that. And you're going you're gonna to feel great the first few weeks, and then you're going to have no energy, and then you're going to blame the diet. But the reality is you're just not eating enough. Um, plants only have about 100 to 600 calories per pound, where meat can be over 1,000, and processed foods about 1,400, and oil, which I try to eliminate oil. Oil is 4,000 calories per pound. So you got to eat a much larger volume of food. But if you do that and you eat a variety of you know fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts, seeds, you're going to feel amazing. Yeah. And can we, can we get into, so you recently, that we were talking about this before, you recently posted something about fruit. And oh, God. I, I, I get this all the time, too, with people. Um, and I was telling you, I've done like a, a month long of, of fruit, and I... Yeah. You know, felt better than I ever have, but people people shy away from it because of that that sugar word. Yeah, I actually just did two posts on this new IGTV thing that they launched this week. The first one was an old video where I talked about what I like to eat after training, and everyone's protein, protein, protein. Whereas when I'm like in my groove, training hard, I love to eat fruit after training because I feel like my recovery is so much quicker when I eat a really clean, fast digesting food loaded with water and fiber and antioxidants and phytonutrients such as fruit. And then I did another IGT video about this ridiculous post from Calorie Hub where the woman compared ice cream to fruit saying there's no difference and it's just... I don't know how we got here. It's so frustrating to, to see where nutrition is now and how everyone gets their nutrition from Facebook and bloggers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like people that compare fruit just because it has sugar to a candy bar. It's like, where is your head at? Every study ever has shown that fruit increases longevity. There's peer-reviewed scientific studies showing that fruit reduces the risk of diabetes, you know? So fruit's got fiber in it. Fruit's got antioxidants, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals. It's the perfect food. You can grab it right from the tree, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's nature's yeah. packaged food. Yeah, where it's nature's candy. We're designed to eat it. And it just blows my mind that people think a food, a processed food with sugar, which has no vitamins, no minerals, no, no fat, no protein, no fiber, no antioxidants, no phytonutrients, they compare that to fruit. It's like you've lost we've lost your mind people you know yeah. I think I think on that front and I say this a lot but I think the biggest sort of the most misleading thing we have done in the field of nutrition 
is break down food into those macronutrients. Yes, yeah. Into protein, yeah. carbs, sugar, whatever. All these. What's your macros, bra? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's like fucking ridiculous. And it, and it's, it just blinds people, yeah. right? When they eat the chicken, all they see is the protein, right? Yeah, yeah. When they eat the fruit, all they see is the sugar. Yeah. Instead of just looking what? at, and I hate when people say, you know, like, oh, you know, I gotta. They, you know, they need to up a protein in quotes on a salad, or or they label a food a protein, it's and it's ridiculous. like chicken is not protein, beans is not protein. It's like called look at the food as a whole, right? Yeah. You need foods that are health promoting. Don't, you know, when you get into the protein, carbs, fat, like that's what misleads people. It's absurd. And I think I think that's one of the biggest problems that we just have those words. Nobody listening to this podcast can tell me one person they've ever met in their entire life unless it was a starving person literally starving to death that has a protein deficiency it just doesn't exist yet we're obsessed with protein more than we've ever been obsessed and we're sicker than we've ever been yet 95% of the society doesn't get enough fiber <laughs> and fiber it, it, everyone used to think that fiber was just this food that helped pass your stool but They've discovered in the last few years that fiber is much more than that. It's, it totally changes our gut microbiome. It's what our gut microbiome, which is trillions of organisms, it's what our gut eats. And to have a healthy, healthy gut bacteria, you need to eat fiber. So a lot of times people that have been avoiding fiber because they've eaten processed foods and tons of meat, they come over to this lifestyle and they feel bloated and they feel miserable and they're like this doesn't work for me but they didn't give it time for their gut microbiome to change to eating what the, your gut is designed to eat which is fiber you know so. yeah there's always a there's always a period in any transition right yeah. whether it's like you're getting back in the gym or you're starting running or you're eating a new way yeah where your body doesn't know what the hell is going on exactly. there's a few day period where you're like holy sh- like yeah. this doesn't feel right because your body's craving the old stuff you were doing yeah and it's like you- fucking take heroin every day for three years and get off heroin <laughs> is heroin good for you no are you gonna have are you gonna have withdrawals from it yes so it's not like just because you may not feel optimal right away on a new eating lifestyle doesn't mean it's not superior. Yeah. Um, for some people, feel amazing right away. I just wanted to throw that out there for the people that say, I've tried to eat all these beans and I'm bloated, but you got to give it time. You, especially if you've like destroyed your gut over your life, taking antibiotics and every time you've been sick and you've just lived a Western world where you eat processed foods and tons of animal products and every time you get sick you take antibiotics your gut is fucked you know like yeah. it's gonna take some time to try to get that back to normal so yeah yeah you're doing something different that yeah. I get you've no, done all your life you're yep, changing something yep I have no gas no bloating and I could eat tons of beans and I get none of, I, I don't even get gas when I eat beans you yeah. know and but so you gotta understand you're changing changing your gut microbiome yeah I just totally. wanted to throw that in there yeah totally so what's yeah. What's one thing about a plant-based diet that we maybe didn't talk about right there that you you want people to know that maybe is misconceived about it or um, something um, we didn't touch on? Here's just a simple fact alone is that the number one killer in the United States is heart disease. It's a fact. Someone you know has died of a heart attack or a stroke or have had... Uh, another disease related to that and it's 100% preventable and reversible if you eat whole food no oil diet it's fact you know Caldwell Esselstyn did a a study his second study the first one was smaller same results but he did a study in July of 2014 and 99.4% of his patients the most severe heart disease patients on on death's door are halted in reverse heart disease, even showing an angiogram of the artery changing over three years. So that would be the number one thing I would say is like, if 80% of us die from heart disease or cancer, and you can eliminate that risk, why are you eating this way? You know what I mean? It's just like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. Sometimes too much logic doesn't work in this world anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and on that front, like... 
you know, when, when, when you have high blood pressure, you have these sort of signs of, you know, a, a heart incident coming down yeah. the road. Yeah. People seem to sort of separate that. They don't, they don't connect that like whole body wise. Right. Yeah. If you're, it's all you're, linked. Yeah. It's if if you're linked. not getting, you know, oxygen to your heart, you're not getting it to yeah. your brain. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're at risk of stroke. You're, yeah. you know, it, it's your yeah. whole body's Yeah. Connected. If you're, if you got diabetes, if you got high blood pressure, if you can't get a heart on, <laughs> yeah. you have heart disease. You know what I mean? Like yeah. your your arteries are fucked, and all that leads back to like if you just if you change your heart disease issue, all the other issues are gonna go away as well. You know, so it's just a no brainer to me. I don't I don't know why people just are so weird about it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So. Anything outside of physical, I know like like mental health is a big thing right now. And do you think what you eat impacts your mental health? For sure, I even notice being vegan. Like if I go out, eat at a lot of restaurants, or I eat more junk, I'm not the same person as when I eat strictly whole foods with a lot of fruit. You know, much calmer, much happier, must sleep better less inflammation when I eat strictly whole plant foods. So a lot of people go vegan, go plant-based, and they get into the ethical aspect, which is great. I have a friend of mine, he's probably listening to this, John. <laughs> but, you know, he went, he lost a ton of weight, solved all his issues, and then he started hanging out with a bunch of ethical vegans, which is great. You're like, it's amazing. I don't care what you eat, but um, they always going out to restaurants always eating vegan junk food and like you're not going to feel your best so um i think if you want to be vegan just for ethical and you don't care about your health that's fine whatever but if you want the optimal health you got to eat whole plant foods and you're going to feel amazing you're going to not be harming innocent animals that want to live and you're not going to be destroying the environment because the number one factor for <laughs> the earth right now is is meat and dairy you know it's yeah. destroying the planet yeah and uh yeah like i i get in trouble like with with friends and family who are sort of uh defensive about mental health and you know i like for me personally i know like when i get down on myself like i know exactly what i did to get there right yeah had a few beers the night before exactly. ate like crap right yeah. didn't get out for my run or whatever right and i know exactly what to do to get me back to feeling high and happy and yeah. like kind of the state i live at and it's yeah. it's a green smoothie it's moving yeah. it's yeah. like it how you know when you feel that and you know exactly what you put in your body impacts whether you mentally feel awesome about yourself or you or you feel like shit yeah i mean how can you not say what you put in your body impacts your mental health it's you know? amazing yeah yeah people don't want to hear the truth yeah <laughs> you know people love to hear good things about their bad habits i'm sure you've heard yeah. that quote before a million times but it's just the truth people don't want to, people i mean how many fucking cooking shows are there on tv you know people are obsessed with food and the idea of I'd rather die than give up my meat, but the reality is if you, whatever you eat consistently, you're going to crave. So if you eat a whole food plant-based diet every day after 90 days, that's what you're going to want to eat every day. You know, you're yeah. not going to want to eat other shit. So I'd say even sooner than for me, it was yeah. way sooner than 90 yeah, days. Yeah. It was 10 days. You yeah. Know? 30 to 90 days. I would say some people takes longer to change their palate, but yeah, you're going to just feel you're going to feel amazing and you're yeah, going to and you and you unlock that like higher feeling you yeah, know you yeah. unlock that feeling of feeling good that you probably yeah. have never experienced before yeah, that's yep. what happened to me and then when i would go off the rails and eat some eggs or some chicken or something like the old tired bloated like aches yeah. and pains came back so yeah. once you get a taste of it you 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 start trending that way you yep know? yep yeah. you don't want to eat any other way for sure yeah yeah, man. So, thriving plant based is that like what you're doing? That's full time right now for you. Yeah. Right? Yep. I did. I I probably got on social media talking about this lifestyle in summer and fall of 2012, and for the first three years, I didn't make a dime, and I didn't care. I just wanted to share the message. So, um, 
I didn't do this for that. I would still share this information for free, but an opportunity came up. I came up with the idea and Michelle was down and we launched it when I was moving and it worked out and it's been about three years, just hit three years. So yeah, that's all I do now. Uh, 80 to 90% of what I do is still free though. You know, I, may, I still make YouTube videos. I still post stuff on Instagram. Um, we're just really grateful for our members that help support me spreading this message, you know? Yeah. So, um, what, what's, so to somebody that, you know, follows you or is listening to this for the first time that, you know, is interested in, you know, getting more plants in their diet, kind of going in the right direction, um, in, in assuming they don't go kind of cold turkey, like what, wake up tomorrow, you know, Monday morning, we'll call it, right? Yeah. Everybody starts on Monday. Like, what, what's, what would you say is like step number one to just like go in that direction? Step number one is the mindset because I think a lot of people think this is, this is what I get, you know? And I probably had these thoughts too. I don't really remember at this point, but like, all right, let's say you decide you want to go plant-based and in your head you're like, fuck, I can't eat a fucking burger the rest of my life. I can't eat lobster the rest of my life. And I think that's a shitty mindset to have. I think the mindset should just be, today, I'm not going to eat that stuff, you know? And, the, like, the mentality of living in the moment and every meal, make a decision. Don't think about next week or next year. Just think about, today, I'm only going to eat plants. Mm, and, like and eventually, that's all you're going to want to eat, you know? Yeah. So the, 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 the first thing is to get all the shit out of your house because if it's there, you... If it's not there, you can't eat it, <laughs> right? So you're going to go grocery shopping. Michelle and I did a video called Sad to Plant-Based on my YouTube channel, Plant-Based Athlete. You can check that out. And we walk you through the kitchen and we show you everything that you can substitute from what your old diet was to a new one. And some of this stuff is a little bit processed, but it's just a, it's a journey, you know? Yeah. You want to get off the animal products and as much processed foods as possible. So you get all the other crap out of your house and you go shopping and you make sure you have enough of everything and you just take it day by day, meal by meal, you know? And you focus on what you love to eat. And you might love oatmeal or you might love fruit. So you make a decision. You might love potatoes, you might not. So you just eat. A lot of people, they follow someone on social media that they that gave them, put the seed in their head to go plant-based, but you may they may not like what that person eats every day you know what i mean like so eat the food you love everyone loves so, everyone loves burritos you know what i mean everyone yeah. lo everyone loves um uh, really good fruit everyone loves uh, sweet potatoes or mashed potatoes you can have all that stuff on this lifestyle yeah. so just focus on the food you love take it day by day try to be consistent and get all the other shit out of your house that would, yeah. that's what I would say stop like getting in your head so much everyone think overthinks it too much like oh my god I can, can never eat a steak again no that's not the yeah. mentality you have to have you just have to have and the it, mentality and, and to piggyback on that it's not like like everybody seems to think about you know the things they can't have anymore exactly as opposed to when you open up your world to the thousands and thousands of new options and you, you've been previously living in this like meat and dairy tiny category yeah. of, of food it's and so then, ridiculous that yeah. people say that because most of the people that say that literally eat the same fucking four things if they're an athlete too they eat they eat fucking boiled chicken and fucking broccoli yep. <laughs> they eat a steak here and there they eat eggs in the morning it's like yep. i eat way more variety than you dude <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i eat you're actually going to eat way more variety than you ever thought eating a whole food plant-based diet yeah, than you currently good. do so it's like I'm always finding new foods, like, and they change seasonally. Yeah, and it's exactly. like It's always, you know, it's different based on where you go. Yeah. you know, I mean, it's cool. Have you tried, uh, like, now that you're down here in Florida? Have you tried like mame sapote and stuff? No, Fuck, I don't even know what that is. Oh, what is bro, it? change your life. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, it called? Mame sapote. It's okay. like a, it's a fruit that grows down here. The, see if you can get the Key West variety. Okay. Miami Fruit on Instagram, they have they sell all this stuff. So you I could, see that you can uh, you can order it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll probably drop it to your hotel free if you want, you know. Yeah. But nice. uh, there's just so many different fruits out there that'll blow your mind. That once you start trying new things, like it's, there's some amazing food out there that are from plants, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. So you mentioned you take the one thing the supplement you do take is a B12. Yep, that's it. Uh, is that like a spray? No, or? I take the sublingual. Yeah. Farrell formulas. I don't think it matters, but. And can you can you get into a little bit? I, that is obviously like the the one that it's people so recommend. Funny. You people take. say, oh, you need supplements. It's not a natural diet. It's from the guy who takes 17 supplements and protein powder. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've never met one fucking meathead that didn't take supplements. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me, dude? You take more supplements than I do. The, the reality is that B12 is not a vitamin or a mineral. It's a bacteria that comes from soil. And they're actually giving it to animals now. <laughs> you know, every factory farm animal you eat is supplemented B12. So... It's absurd that people use this as their excuse. It's just a bullshit excuse. Yeah, but and, and the reason we don't get it. Yeah, we we don't we drink. Yeah, we don't drink out of streams anymore. We don't. We wash all our food thoroughly. The soils probably are a little bit more depleted, but that's the reality. Getting B12 from an animal, it's simply just passed through the animal where you get it. They eat dirt and grass, and it's they consume it, and it's passed on to us. So why? Why just skip the process and take the B12 and avoid the saturated fat and cholesterol that you also get from animal products, you know? It's ridiculous. So I take a sublingual B12 under my tongue probably two or three times a week. I use farro formulas. I, that's, I don't, I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I'm just telling you what the one I eat. It doesn't matter. You can take whatever B12 you want. Um, I take 1,000 MCG probably a little high but you can take a 500 it's just the one I found the, the recent one I found um, but yeah you only need I forget how much you need a week probably like 2500 milligrams or something not yeah. even not even I'll be I'll be honest I don't even like I when I first started out I would do, do B12 but I you know I if I feel myself sort of I do. energy a little lower like I'll, I'll throw a spray in my smoothie but I honestly don't even do it anymore and I'll get it in when I have like sauerkraut or like fermented foods yeah. i think or, or I, I, nutritional I, I, yeast i think you, know? you should bro yeah I, you think so yeah i i've yeah. i've known a few people that they didn't want to do it and then they developed an issue you know yeah. and it can be really bad yeah so there's no there's no side effects to it you don't you only use x amount the rest is pissed out it's super inexpensive so just do it you know yeah. i wouldn't mess around with it it's, it can be a very and, and it's not just vegans that get B12 deficiency. It's happens pretty common, you know? It's so, very common. It's yeah. common with anybody. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, don't mess around with it. Take a, take a, take a uh, B12 supplement and yeah. it's cheap. Yeah. So. Cool, man. What's, uh, what's one thing about you we, we haven't talked about that you maybe want to put out there? It doesn't have to be diet-related. could be anything. Mm. I mean, you're 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 an interesting dude, you know, like 45, like jujitsu, like I, I I don't I'm a I'm a lived I, in Hawaii, um, living in Miami, you I'm know a, what I mean? Oh, I'm a minimalist. Minimalist. Yeah, maybe yeah. that wouldn't be known up front. I I I'm not I'm not broke. <laughs> I have no debt. I do okay financially. I own a little house, but up north. But uh, I I literally could pack where I live now in 20 minutes and be done. Yeah. I, I I'll go on. A month trip with with a with a backpack and a carry little bag that fit my jujitsu geese in. You know, if yeah. I didn't bring my geese, all I need is a backpack. You know, pack six pair of underwear, a pair of jeans, three pair of shorts, and a bunch of t-shirts, and that's it. You know, that's all I that's all I basically have. I own a scooter down here. I just yeah. Why? I mean, why? Why? Why do you choose to do that? Just simplicity. Uh, probably something in my head from back in '08. I bought a. I bought a brand new convertible BMW back in 05 when I was in Hawaii. Like, I don't know, fucking obviously I wasn't happy. I thought a car would make me happy. And uh, the economy crashed in 08 and I was in a tourist area selling wine to hotels and restaurants. So my income dropped like 50% and I ended up going into debt over a stupid car payment. And I just kind of said never again. So I've tried, I eliminated all my debt and I keep my expenses really low. I own a business. Business is good, but who knows how long that'll last, you know? Yeah. And uh, I literally only pay about 10% of my salary in rent. 
I could live in a nicer place, but I like to I like to spend my money. I don't. I'm not a big saver. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I like to spend my money on travel and experience over things. Things things make me feel stressed. Things make me feel locked down. Um, and you just don't need it, in my opinion. So I, I, I and I've had so many people reach out to me in the last few years that said, "Wow, I, I've cut out all this stuff, and I'm so much happier. My stress is gone." So it's a little thing, like especially for guys, like you don't need a lot of stuff, you know. And uh, so that's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. I I live a pretty minimalist life. I like I like the idea that I, if I want to move tomorrow, which is definitely a possibility, <laughs> you know, like I may be gone tomorrow. Like I'm gonna leave. I'm going to leave for the whole month of July next week, and I'm only going to bring carry-on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just me. I've, I've found personally that stuff doesn't make me happy. It stresses me out knowing, like, if you have to move, you have to deal with all this crap. And, and most people don't use any of this shit. So when I moved from Hawaii, I dumped a ton of stuff. And then when I moved from my ex-girlfriend's house, I got rid of even more stuff. And I threw some stuff in my mom's attic at home, and the rest I literally could pack up in 10 minutes in my house. And I don't know. So that's one thing, I guess. I'm yeah. pretty pretty minimalistic. Yeah. So what's obviously you get the business now. You're you're still. Doing I live a simple life. I train jujitsu every morning at the competition class here at Fight Sports in Miami. It's an amazing academy. It's one of the best in the country. I wake up. I do work. I come down to this place here and yeah. get my tea or coffee. I do some work. I go train at 11, I go home, make myself lunch, do some more work in the afternoon, and then when I'm in competition mode, I'll go drill or do a conditioning class at night. I train like I'm an ath- pro athlete who doesn't get paid <laughs> because that's what I love to do, you yeah. know? And then I do a lot of traveling for tournaments. Um, I've been all over the world traveling. I did competition in Lisbon, Portugal, and Barcelona. Masters Worlds is in August in Vegas. I've done a bunch of tournaments in California. Um, so uh, yeah, I just I live a is, I have a good life, man. I, yeah, is, I sh- is that like is that it for you? Like you're with the business, you're helping some people out. Obviously, you know you're making some money for yourself. You're traveling. You're you're doing what you love. Is that it, or is there is there a, a bigger se- picture a, in mind? A secret thing that I'm you know not is, telling is there like a bigger like? Bro, I found out you know? through life that like. The more you think about the future, the less happy you are. Yeah. And it's not that I don't have goals. Yeah, yeah. My, this is my whole philosophy. I'm, I'm not saying I, like no, you're no, a dude without no, no, like no, you're no. No, my whole, living an amazing yeah, life. Yeah, and my know? whole philosophy on goals is this. Let's say you want something to achieve or you want to reach a certain level and you want to do something. Most people think about that constantly and it consumes their life instead of taking the action to get there. So let's say you have a goal. This is my, my, my advice, if it matters to you. <laughs> let's say you have a goal. R- write down the goal. You don't even need to write it down. Just put the goal in the back of your head and then write down, okay, what do I need to do every single day to achieve that goal? And that's all you should focus on. And if you, what you're doing every single day to achieve your goal is making you miserable guess what? That's not your fucking goal. That's some bullshit in your head that you want this status or something. So, um, cause the, my professor said it great. And one of like, he was interviewed and I really love the interview. I shared it on my Instagram and he talked about the journey is much more important. The process is much more important than the end goal. So you have to love what you do every day. So I love training jujitsu. I love helping people get healthy. I love traveling and seeing the world. And if I do that every day, my jujitsu is going to get better. I'm going to help more people. The business is going to grow. And that's it. Like, I try to live a simple life. I found that simple simplicity is, is a simple life's a happy life, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. So I, I have goals, but what I do to achieve my goals is what I do every day. Yeah. And I love what I do every day. Like, when I was a stockbroker, all I thought about was I want to be rich, you know? I fucking was miserable every day. It's, it's, you're never gonna if, if if you're chasing money but you hate the process, you're never gonna be wealthy. If you wanna if you wanna be a world champion in jujitsu but you hate training every day, you're never gonna be a world champion. Mm. If you wanna have a business that's successful but you hate grinding every day, you're never gonna make it. Like yeah. like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, you ever hear him? Oh, I love him. Yeah, he says, um, what is it? He says he goes, "There's the dirt in the clouds, you know. You gotta love the dirt." The dirt yeah. is what you do every day to reach the, the clouds. So if you're not loving what you're doing every day, you're, you're not doing what you're truly passionate about. So yeah. 
I have goals, but I don't even. I, I just do what I need to do daily to achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. You know? So the the sort of lifestyle you lead right now is popular. Like everybody, everybody wants to, you know, be able to work wherever they want. They want to be able to. Everyone says that, but nobody you know? has the guts to yeah, do so, it. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. But, so does somebody that like. We, you know, like, wants to head that direction. Like, what do you, I mean... You know what you do? You become a minimalist. <laughs> because cause this is the reality. The reason why most people don't start their own business or don't uh, go after what they want is because they have too much debt and too much stuff where they go, I can't do that right now. So the first suggestion I would say is if you have a goal of, let's say, you want to own your own business, is start to eliminate your debt, start to eliminate heavy expenses in your life because then you can spend more time doing your end goal like like you could if you got your debt down really low and you let's say you could only achieve your goal your business if you work during the day i'm just giving some random example do you really want to achieve that then you can go out and bartend or wait wait tables three nights a week if you don't have a lot of expenses and you can focus on your goal during the day or vice versa you know what i mean so do you care about your goal or do you care about what people think you know yeah. So, uh, if you have a goal and you wanna wanna live a life like like I do, you have to get rid of all your crazy expenses and you have to get the negative people out of your life and you got to focus on what makes you happy and what your end goal is every day and you got to be consistent. Con- the biggest thing reason why people don't achieve what they want is consistency. The only reason I've done well in jujitsu is because I don't know anyone who's been more consistent than me in the last nine years. I've never taken time off other than a week or two here and there. One month I took a time off of traveling Mexico because I, I just won Worlds and they didn't even have, a, if they had jiu-jitsu school there, I still would have trained, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to be consistent and you have to love what you do. That's the biggest yeah. thing. You, like, stop overthinking everything. It's just, it's really simple if it comes down to everything I just said. It's that simple. Yeah. What is, what is traveling, if anything, taught you? Um, that your little bubble is just <laughs> like like some people like it opens up your mind you know like you, this is much there's much more out there than your little hometown you know I've, I've I, I live in a hometown and I have some friends that I've never left and I love them and they're great but a lot of people that never leave their hometown they're just negative they don't have an open mind they're just brainwashed Whereas, like, go live in another country and whatever you're hearing on the news is not really what happens over there. Not, like, you know, these are great people in the, all over the world that are similar to you. And I think if you never leave or you never travel, you get caught in this little bubble where your mind's just yeah. brainwashed. And, I, and I would go a step further just, you know, having met a lot of people and done this podcast. Yeah. People who travel more seem to be so much more open to for example different ways of eating yeah. and different ways of living yeah. and um, so I, I've very much seen a connection between people being open to a plant based diet and you know people who have traveled a lot because they're not so closed minded all those people are open to change mm. you know and that's the biggest thing I would attribute to people that never leave their hometown they're not open to change yeah you know so fear yeah fear is the main thing holding people back from what they want in life yeah you know? Like, yeah, there, there's at the same time there's like with the whole small town thing like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know but, I, but, but there, there's like a there's a beauty to it too. Yeah, there of is. Like you know, generally people in a small town, all they really care about and focus on is their family yeah. and their small which, community, which and is great. They have dinner every Sunday with the family, yeah. and there's like beauty in that. But there's also just you know, limiting yeah. aspects of you it. You can do all those things and still travel, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's not like you have to stay where you're at. And yeah, and don't, I know, like, like my my girlfriend's from Central Maine and her family very much, you know, what we're describing, and uh, when they travel, they go to Disney World. You know what I mean? It's like or, they, or they go on a cruise. <laughs> yeah, or they go where on they ha- It's like they're on a big Walmart floating across exactly, the... Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. Still not really broadening... Yeah, I went I went to Tulum, Mexico, and I lived in a little Airbnb above an art gallery in the center of Tulum town, not on the beach for a month, you know? And I, I rode a little bike around and bought fruit every day at the market and went to yoga every morning and just, you know, lived... I don't know. Just, yeah. 
open my eyes, you know? Yeah. There's a a big world out there, people. Yeah. (laughs) See it. (laughs) Any, uh, we're we're approaching an hour, but anything, uh, anything off the top of your head that we didn't cover that you want to kind of put out to people that are, you know, struggling with health or, or anything? Um... All right, I'll leave, since we were talking about changing careers and all that stuff. Yeah. If you, this is one thing I ask myself when I'm about to make a decision, is like, what's the best case scenario and the worst case scenario? So let's say you have a job, it's a cookie cutter job that you could get any, anywhere, um, and you're worried about leaving your job for, to start something new or to change or whatever. It's like, what's the worst case scenario it's probably you could go back and do what you're doing now, right? Mm. What's the best case scenario? You can live a life beyond your wildest dreams. You can do what you actually love every day. You can, whatever your goal is. I don't know what, if you're listening, I don't know what your goal is, but like think of the best case scenario of getting out of your comfort zone and think of your worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario is usually you can go back to doing what you're doing now. So it's like, why not take a shot, you know? Yeah, and... and Furthermore, I'll piggyback on that because I love that. You know, my, like for me, just having failed as an entrepreneur a bunch of times, right? I know, and I'm fortunate, but I think, you know, a lot of people have this in their lives. I know the worst it gets for me is losing everything I have, which is not a lot, and I got to move back in with, with my parents, or yeah. I got to move in with my brother, or, yeah. you know, like that's that's it. That's yeah. the worst that can happen. So. Like strive Thanks. for whatever you want because that, like, yeah, maybe that's a hit to your ego and yeah. like it doesn't look good on Instagram or something yeah. that you like move back home. But yeah. it's like that's the worst and that's not bad. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, that's still better than the ninety-nine percent out there. You know, yeah. yeah. If I lost everything, the biggest expense would be my jujitsu geese. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My scooters, I bought my scooter new for three grand a few years ago. It's probably worth a thousand bucks right now. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. If yeah. everything I own burned down tomorrow, I'd be just as ha- happy yeah. as I am now, you know? I love it, man. I, I, do, lo- I do need my phone, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad because that's, I think that's an addiction, too. But, like, yeah. that's where my business is, you know? Social media. Yeah, so. yeah there's but so many. As long as I have a phone and a jujitsu gi, I'm. I'm good to go, man. I don't need anything else. Love it. Love <laughs> you know? it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I-, I got one more for you, but before the last one, uh, where can, so just like social media, where can people reach out if or, or follow you or whatever? Um, our website's thrivingplantbased.com. My Instagram is 801010athlete, so that's just 801010athlete. And my YouTube is plantbasedathlete. And our Facebook page is Thriving Plant Based. Um, that's about it. Shoot me a message on Instagram. I try to answer all my direct messages. If you have a question, I'd love to help. And uh, I just want everyone to feel as good as I do, and I want everyone to stop. If we don't need to kill animals to live healthy life, why are we doing it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it yeah, makes man. too much sense for me. Yeah, so uh, before the last one, Thanks for doing this. Oh, no I'm, problem, man. I'm glad I enjoyed we it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited to come up to your place and have yeah, a few beers this, this fall. Yeah, and I love and I love that like again, like we were saying, like we need more normal dudes living yeah. this lifestyle and you're very much a normal dude and I thank you for you know, when I found you three three, four years ago and just like Why do you just, wait why'd you wait so long to reach out? <laughs> <laughs> If you follow me and I like and you jive with what I say, shoot me a message. I love yeah. to hear from everybody. So cool. it means a lot. Like it, like if you if you're grinding every day and you're putting out information and nobody responds, it's like. But when you get a message from someone, hey, I want you to know, like my life changed. Like that motivates me to do it more and work harder. Yeah. You know. So if you're listening and and I and you do follow me, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Cool, man. All right, last one. I asked this one to everybody. This podcast is called Eat Green, Make Green. I believe that eating green, eating plant-based puts me selfishly in the best position to succeed at whatever you fucking it is hippie. I strive for <laughs> in my life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and whatever my goal is at any particular time is sort of how I, I, I define the make green portion of that. So I would ask you, what is your make green meaning? What, what is your why? Why do you, at the end of the day, live a plant-based lifestyle? Well, it's more than one thing now, though, you know, because I love animals and I love my health. And I, I, I think more people 
care about what car they drive than their health and it's ridiculous it's like if, if you don't have your health you don't have shit you know it's like I don't think I don't think most people realize how good they can feel every day mm. like you know I feel like I'm 20 years old again so like my why is to to get people to feel the way I feel and in the process it's going to help the animals and the environment so it's like a win-win-win you know yeah. that's, that's that's my why you know Cool, yeah. Thank you. And I think I think you can do more by being an example than just talking about it all day. So like, I love jujitsu. I would do it regardless. But a lot of the reason I compete is to show people that you can be successful on a plant-based diet, and you don't need to eat animals to be an athlete and do well. So yeah, yeah, that's about it. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Mm-hmm.